Hey everybody, welcome back to Movies, a podcast about the act of cinema. My name is Lorez Wonderbread, joined as always by my partner in crime, Hans Molman. Hey there, how are you doing, Lorez? It's a fine day today in uh, Costa Rica. It's a Rica. great day to have a big, thick mustache and to just be so handsome, <laughs> you know? Oh man, it's so great being me. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. so happy to uh, have you guys back with us to talk about YouTube movies, everybody's favorite genre of film. I am Monkey Jones and I'm gay. Sorry, I just... <laughs> true, so true. This is a crossover episode with the Is It Kino podcast. So of course we have Monkey Jones and his sidekick, uh, the Kino Corner. Yes, hello. Yeah. All right, where's Florian? Why, why isn't Florian on this episode? Oh, uh, we could get him on the AVGN movie episode, probably. It's called, a, it's called Taking a Vacation. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, Florian is not red letter media pilled, so I don't think he would even appreciate what's going on here. I thought you were going to say real. Well, He's that not too. A real person. <laughs> <Yeah>. He is <laughs> a guy performing, for sure. It's a performance act. He's an Austrian chatbot. Mm hmm. But we, we came here today because last time we talked about Ralph the Movie Makers, you know, a little YouTube movie. And it brought me no shame or joy to shit all over his film because really I'm not much of a fan of Ralph the Movie Maker. <laughs> He's one of those guys where if he never posted again, not only would I not notice, but I probably wouldn't even care. Uh, whereas in this case with Red Letter Media, oh boy, uh, I, I think the, the, the term sacred might come to mind um they're definitely my favorite youtube channel uh rich evans and mike staclasta are my two favorite youtubers although I, I think they might vomit at that phrase as all of us probably should uh so it brings me no pleasure to report that space cop might not be their finest work what are you talking about this is definitely my most prized blu-ray here it's probably worth more than anything else that i own because it is out of print I bought it for $30 uh, off their band camp. And uh, I think you now, the resale price is in the hundreds, if I'm not mistaken. So I like to joke when people come to my house and I have a lot of out of print stuff, you know, the Brown Bunny possession, a whole bunch of uh, out of print criterions and everything like that. I like to joke that this is my most valuable movie and I have it on display. So when you come into my house, Space Cop is one of the first movies that you see. Why didn't you have Lover? Why didn't you buy Lover during that limited run of Blu-rays? <laughs> well, uh, you know what? Because I was an idiot. I think uh, letting my friend borrow my Blu-ray of Space Cop, you know, six or seven years ago and never getting it back might be my biggest financial blunder since <laughs> investing in Dogecoin. Probably. Yeah, I could have been raking in the big bucks with that Blu-ray. So when, when did you guys get acquainted with Red Letter Media? Because I found myself getting introduced to their content when they were criticizing the masterwork of uh, Zack Snyder, Batman vs. Superman, back in like 2016 or 2015. I hadn't heard of these guys before. I've, I've been watching... Yeah, I've been watching since I was in high school. So like way back when, maybe 2013 was when I started. So I've been, uh, you know, diehard for about a decade. Not OG. He started off with... Oh, uh, the Phantom Menace. Yeah. No, no. He started off no? with Star Trek Plinkett reviews that oh. even I have not mm -hmm. watched because I don't give a fuck about Star Trek. But then, you know, he got his big break with the Phantom Menace review. Yeah, the 70-minute uh, Phantom Menace review. Though. Was that even on YouTube? That, yeah. yeah, it's still on YouTube. Yeah. No, I mean, when when they put it out was that yeah it YouTube was uploaded in uh, 10 minute chunks at the time back when uh, youtube yeah. wouldn't let you go longer than that yeah i remember hearing that got uh accepted at film festivals or something as well during that same time it could have been uh i don't know how they would react to it these days because he's sort of throughout the three main plinket reviews there's a uh, an undercurrent uh, little plot about him like kidnapping and raping a woman yeah. who uh, appears in this film space cop she plays like the lead female alien oh yeah that's right that's that's the same woman nadine i believe was her name yeah. in uh plinket reviews now how many features did they do prior to releasing space cop in 2016 because i know that they had they a couple a of attempts right do yeah you know i think well, crazy. ironically, Space Cop, despite coming out at, at the height, at their heyday, you know, their, their maximum power, uh, it pales in comparison to their student film they made when they were all like 20 years old. Uh, it's called Gorilla Interrupted. 
And I think throughout this review, I will do a lot of comparing and contrasting to that film because they they really embrace the power of Rich Evans in that movie, whereas Space Cop, I think, uh, they don't really play to his strengths as an actor in this one. So I, I wish they would go back to Gorilla Interrupted and, you know, a little less Space Copiness. I think you're just uh, um, biased because of Gorilla. Sure. I mean, the Rich Evans uh, being a Hulk, but instead of when he gets angry, he turns into a big gorilla monster. I think that is a lot better than whatever he's doing in Space Cup. So what is Gorilla Interrupted? Because I am actually not that aware. God, this guy changes forms like every two and a half years. Who, yeah, Jay, Jay Bauman? Bauman went from yeah. like complete dweeb to maximum Chad, despite being five foot five. <laughs> Hans, you want to look for a trailer for what is this called? Gorilla Interrupted. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's let's take a I look. I think they and use see the same anything. alien mask uh, in both movies. Oh, fun. Well, I'm uh, listen. I'm just gonna be the stick in the mud here. I think I enjoyed Lover more than I enjoyed Space Cop. Whoa! Whoa! Yeah. I'm gonna have no, to hear no, about no, that. No, no. <laughs> it's the truth. I'm sorry. It, listen, I enjoyed the beginning of Space Cop and I enjoyed the end of Space Cop and then everything in between. I would have preferred Ralph the Movie Maker's touch on it, personally. Well, I thought I, at least I, I, at least he knew when to get in there and get out. These guys, they lingered for a long period of time. Uh, I To give a brief synopsis for the folks at home who don't know what Space Cop is, I think it's a great idea on paper. It's a buddy cop comedy where you take a cop from the future and a cop from the past, and they're working together in the present. So they're both fish out of water, you know, wacky hijinks can ensue. And unfortunately, uh, to go off of what Lorez is saying, they they take that great premise and they don't really execute it very well. No. And it's really just there's, a lot of uh, very slowly paced jokes. There's hardly there's a, any huh. real fish out of water sequences. Uh, I don't think I don't know if you were paying attention when uh, Mike was you know trying to smoke inside of buildings yeah. and he, he can't believe you know women would be in a position of power. <laughs> or, I was surprised the, there were not more racist jokes because the the police commissioner is a black man. I was hoping uh, Mike's character would be dropping some hard well, R's like he does in real he, life. He drops but, a hard C that's for sure. Yeah he does say <laughs> chink at one point but you know I, that says a lot that Mike is willing to say the C word but not the N word you know mm. what does he think about these Asian people? Does that That's say true. a lot? <laughs> I yeah, I'm kind of allowed to say that. I, one, I could right? say the N word for the Chinese, but not right, for the ahead. blacks. Oh, I thought you meant you, you could say it. No, he did. He he did only moment. Uh, I mean, granted, it was in context. There you go. You got two in an episode. <laughs> uh, a, a, uh, couple, a couple of those jokes did did get me though. Uh, especially the the one that I loved the most that was when uh, the African American CEO showed up and he ordered drinks and he's like, "Oh, I'm not a waiter." What? And then he said, I am the boss here. And he's like, what? Like, that's, yeah. That, that, yeah, that got me. But I agree with the fact that it felt like it was two and a half hours instead of an hour 40 uh, because of how they just didn't cut any of the very long scenes of someone just tripping or falling on things or just improving at each other with nothing funny said. It's, but it's I obvious. I wouldn't say that I prefer Ralph. In it's obvious capacity. that uh, the red letter media guys are a big fan of the Family Guy joke where Peter uh, hurts his knee. Yeah. And he goes, ah, ah, ah. And it just goes on for on and on and on because that happens a few times in Space Cop. Yeah. Basically. And like, that's why I say it's yeah. a pacing issue because throwing it, sprinkling in some of those really long, drawn out jokes where you're being really slow on purpose for the sake of comedy, that's fine once or twice in your movie. But this, this film has three scenes in a row at the very beginning that are all that format. Like when he, mm -hmm. when Space Cop uh, has to go into his apartment and he has to put in the, you know, the key code, it's like right. five keys. But then he goes inside and then the same key code is on his fridge and he has to type in like 50. So he has, you know, way more security on his fridge than his house. That's a good joke. But the fact mm -hmm. that it follows, it's followed by three more very slow, drawn out jokes. Yeah, it uh, just makes you want to fall well. asleep 20 minutes into the movie. It was also after the, the one where he had to plug in his thing to the wall and he's just sitting there waiting for it to charge. And it was, yeah, for like 40 seconds, 50 seconds. 
Yeah. So the first 15 minutes, I think I messaged uh, Loris. I was like, I'm 20 minutes in and it's exhausting already. <laughs> yeah, nothing has <laughs> happened. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and then the whole thing right after the fridge thing where he's on the uh, uh, phone, the sort of uh, telephone, uh, you know, with Patton Oswalt and the screen oh, won't go off. God. And he's just standing there yeah. looking at the monitor and Pat Oswalt can't figure out how to turn it off. And it goes on for what feels like five minutes. <laughs> it probably <laughs> is five minutes. Yeah. What is the He's, actual runtime of this movie? An hour 40. 40. Yeah. Yeah. About an hour 40. It's like an hour and 39 minutes or something like that. I think this could have been a great 30-minute movie if it was uploaded direct to YouTube for free. It could uh, have been like their Kung Fury. Yeah. That's what I, I think. It there's definitely... It felt very much like the Tim and Eric movie or the Aqua Team movie where mm. they work really well as sketches or a 15-minute slots. But once you stretch that to over an hour, the, the joke stops being funny and, and it just feels like a like a drag. I think that was more of a problem with the Aqua Team movie than the Tim and Eric billion-dollar movie. At least there was some sort of arc with that film as opposed to Aqua Teams where things were just happening. And I feel like that's kind of similar in this case. Uh, one thing that did bother me a lot about this movie is that it just seemed like the production value was given up on for the entire middle of the film. It was like, all right, we want to impress them in the beginning, and then we want to leave them uh, walking out of the movie feeling pretty good about what they saw. And then everything in the middle was just kind of very careless, very sloppy, and uh, especially poorly shot. Well, to give a brief history on the movie, uh, Hans, I think you're right on the money. It started off just as a parody trailer like just space cop. And so in, in a four minute fake trailer, all of these jokes are funny. But then after like a decade later, when they're all older and fatter, they decide to actually turn their parody trailer into a feature length film. And they didn't have feature length ideas for it, I don't think. Yeah, it felt kind of like uh, they were trying to go for a naked gun thing, but without jokes that work and without a charismatic lead. And, and um, that's the problem because yeah. Rich Evans is very charismatic. Like he's a man whose laughter can can make children cry tears of joy. And in this movie, they just have him being just gruff, really deep voice, really not saying much, just staring off in his space. Rich Evans is best used when he's screaming, going yeah. crazy, turning into a monkey man, destroying an entire room. This is a man who will literally fall down the stairs just to get a funny scene, like in a video. Like He will physically injure himself. And I feel like all of that is wasted in this movie. They really don't utilize that aspect of his acting uh, prowess. Yeah, they were having him do like a Clint Eastwood or like Judge Dredd type of persona, but a parody of that. But the thing is, is that Rich Evans is just not, that's not a character that he should play. But I also felt like a lot of these characters weren't really uh, good. Mike Staclasa is just Grandpa Simpson. Oh, I was going to say Mike was my, my highlight of the film. I, his character was by far my favorite. Well, Mike is definitely the funniest. He has you know, the most jokes, I would say, are the most jokes that are actually are like real jokes and not like long drawn out jokes. Um, who's easily the worst is Jay. Yeah. Jay is just a Jay's not an actor. actor. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Mike does have the sole writing credit on the movie. And I think part of why the movie fails is because a lot of the jokes he writes only work when him or Rich do it. There's yeah. there's jokes about, you know, people being frozen like, a, like, you know, Futurama style so that they can have their diseases, you know, healed in the future. And one lady who gets unfrozen early says, ow, my pancreatic cancer and falls over and dies. Yeah, uh, it was not funny coming out of her mouth. But I think yeah. if Rich or Mike did that line, you know, in their uh, particular way, it would have been funnier. I just I feel like Mike dialogue coming out of some random old woman who lives in Milwaukee just does not hit the same way. Yeah, yeah, that definitely feels like a Mike line from one of the sketches from his shows. Definitely. Oh, my pancreatic cancer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a lot of this movie is uh, funnier on paper than an execution, I think. Because thinking about the jokes yeah. makes me want to giggle, but the movie doesn't. You know, you know what's also like, it, it kind of disappointed me uh, was the cinematography. They used the same camera for the movie that they use for their YouTube videos. And I, I was like, why don't you just rent like, I mean, this was this came what out. What camera was it? When 2014. Um, 
I don't know why they didn't just rent an Alexa. Uh, or even at that point, Black Magic 4K, like uh, Ralph Seppe did with Lover. Well, um, did you notice that the ISO was like blown out on every single outdoor shot where it was just pure white behind everybody? You could hardly make out the background whenever someone yeah. was running on a sunny day. Yeah, it really, like like they weren't using ND filters. Mm -hmm. um, it really did feel like amateur cinematography. Uh, a lot of very, uh, a lot of shots that had like, you know, large depth of fields outside, which, you know, just, it gives you the impression they just took the camera outside. They're like, set it to automatic and then like, shoot. It feels very kick-assy. It feels like you're watching one of those movies whenever you see a large group of people and there's a stage and it's outdoors. I thought everything where essentially they built a set for it was kind of impressive, probably given the budget that they were working with for that. Um, yeah. But everything that was a natural environment, that was that was rough going. Yeah, the, the sets definitely looked like inside the spaceship definitely looked the best had the best lighting and you know and everything like that but yeah outside it, it one particular scene that came across to me as just being uh, like really bad was the near the end of uh where he gets the key to the city and it's all the people you know in the crowd and those were their fans they said like hey if you're a fan of us can you make a sign that says space cop on it and meet us at this park and you can be in our movie kino yeah. you should do that for your next film you should just have all your fans show up and be the extras. Yeah, if all the fans who participated in your short film festival show up, you know what a colorful cast of characters you could have. Yeah, that yeah. worked really well for the AVGN movie too, right? That scene was great. <laughs> was it just like a bunch of fat, I, ugly people who yep. showed up? <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna keep all my fans away from my next movie. Uh, You're not gonna let Justin Silverman in? <laughs> yeah, he's a big fan after our... Uh, yeah, he's AVGN a big, movie. big fan. <laughs> One of the biggest. But, um, no, but you see the, their fans, right? Like, in the crowd, and they have the signs, and the ones... Very like, few women, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> Space cop, you owe me $5. But then you look at the stage, and it's so obvious. It's just some random, like, community stage that they took. There's no production design there's no set design on it it's a blank dark stage where they just have space cop and the one guy standing up there and i'm like you didn't do you couldn't have like get some people from the crowd and then put them in like fake cop outfits or something sitting on the back and you know or whatever like you normally have at one of these events or some people in suits just like just take some people from the crowd to do it you know like nobody's gonna notice duplicate extras and but no it was just like completely barren and i think that that encapsulates a lot of the movie is that it's like it's there but it's also kind of barren oh oh okay hans just pulled up the uh the video here of the extras featured in space cop yeah Wait. Uh, yeah they look like they would be red letter media fans in 2013 or whatever so yeah. you know Hans, you watched it you on gotta, one, you two, three movies? You gotta go forward like a minute. You gotta go forward like a minute here. <laughs> you watched this on one, two, three movies. <laughs> <laughs> so the torrent that I had was just not downloading, of course. See, look. <laughs> yeah, so I, I just you, searched for it, and I was like, oh, this You see, work. it's like they put up one little... And they got a whole American bunch of flags. balloons. Yep, there's two American flags there, and a trumpet. But, it's, but here's the thing, is that having all those extras on the one side... And then contrasting that with just a blank stage. Hold on, Hans, can you back that up? Look. There was like a there was an Asian guy who looked like uh, what's his name, Justin Thoreau from Mulholland Drive. There he is. <laughs> that was Space Cop's partner at the beginning, and that's why he says you owe me five bucks because oh. they made a bet. Um, what it's would a call he call back. him? What we, he wasn't calling him Space Cop. He was calling him something else. Uh, yeah, Slip Slop. Yeah, something like Slip that. Slop. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of jokes that are just terrible, like. If you're going to have Space Cop be, he's going to go back in time and he's the wacky character. The fact that all of just the side characters and supporting characters are all so wacky, it just doesn't work. Like at one point they're in the police station and he, when Cop says to the other, oh, great job on the report, but don't do it in crayon next time. Yeah. And I'm thinking, well, what? so everybody in this universe is like an incompetent <laughs> retard? Shouldn't that just be Space Cop? Yeah, like, it, it's funnier when it's one person who's incompetent. And that's the whole thing about buddy cop comedies, right? 
is that one of them is wild and one of them is like a by the books kind of guy to because it's that imbalance that creates the comedy and creates entertainment but everyone here is the wacky person who has to get a joke in or like painfully stupid and the joke yeah. is that they're painfully stupid it's very you know they they came under fire whatever for criticizing ghostbusters i think back in the day uh the uh all-female remake that's a trope that a lot of those comedies suffer from is everyone's just a stupid idiot yeah it was very one-to-one -one with that uh you know there is like a good 20 minute i want to say documentary about all of the facets of production that they focus on that they released kind of recently i want to say like within the last two years or so uh that i think was all just behind the scenes shit on space cop i found that monumentally more entertaining than what the sum of all of that was, which was this movie. Uh, it makes me wonder if these guys are even really, I think they're talented. And I think they're talented in different ways. I don't know if they're capable of pulling that together and making a good movie with their combined Well, talents. you might have to check out Gorilla Interrupted before you <laughs> say they can't <laughs> right. make a good movie. And that, they also made a true. movie called Feeding Frenzy. I don't really love it, it's fine. Mr. Plinkett is a canon character within the film. Uh, so that's fun. Uh, but, but yeah, they, they're capable of better than Space Cop, I think. I, I'm i pretty sure they're never going to try again, which I think is tragic, because I would love to see them make a good movie. The problem with Space Cop is that they were making a bad movie on purpose, mm -hmm. right? Because they, they do yeah. uh, their series, Best of the Worst, where they watch all these cheesy B-movies, and they wanted to make Space Cop their own parody cheesy movie. And you really just can't do that. You gotta be no. genuine and authentic from the beginning. If you're approaching it from a position that you want it to be bad on purpose, it's just gonna be bad genuinely. Yeah, and, and it's that's honestly with, with anything that you wanna do, right? You wanna aspire to be something great. You don't wanna aspire to be something bad. If you aspire to be something bad, you're gonna end up being bad, but not bad in a good way. Like you even look at even the the worst the the best of the worst movies the people making the the ones that became famous aspired to make a great film you know well it's the Tommy Wiseau thing right when he was trying to make the best movie ever and he had the biggest ego and had no <laughs> idea what he was doing he came up with the only thing that anyone scared about and then when he tries to do comedy after pretending that that was supposed to be a comedy everything else has just been whatever who cares yeah but what was the follow-up the neighbors and then he tried to turn that into a series and yeah. did that ever come out was that a thing i don't think so no they he it was a thing I, I saw two episodes of neighbors and mm -hmm. then i didn't want to watch anymore i think the, it's it, there's a few episodes of it out there it's not it's not worth watching at all i i remember there was yeah. also a channel that gave him like a, a gaming show where he would play video games but he's like 70 years old so he would just play them bad and not understand what a video game was which was funny for like two episodes and then the rest was just like all right i got it the the funniest video that i ever saw with tommy was was it was a british guy who was in america and he started working on this film with tommy was but then he started using <laughs> using up all the movie budget to buy scratch off lottery tickets against Tommy Wiseau's uh you know what he was saying and so he was wasting all the money on tons of scratch offs getting Tommy like pissed off and I thought I think that that could have been like a it, I forgot what person it was but it was some British comedian who was doing this thing like touring America and he had an episode of making a shoot with Tommy Wiseau and all he was doing was trying to piss Tommy Wiseau off. Um, and that actually, I think was the funniest thing that I've seen Tommy Wiseau in. <laughs> there was also that movie that Greg Sestero, because he, he uh, was very successful with the book that he wrote oh, about it, right? The Disaster Artist. Yeah, you, you would think yeah. he would have gotten a second wind after that movie came out. But that was also, I feel like that coincided with James Franco's Me Tooing, because mm -hmm. James Franco won the Golden Globe that year and brought up Tommy Wiseau on stage. And he was going to win the Best Actor Academy Award. And then, you know, his pussy-eating school allegations came out. He was holding all the female students after class to teach them cunnilingus. So they said, no, 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 we're not going to give you the Academy Award for that, James. Method. And that was it. There's two Best Friends movies? 
Rated R. Oh, right. Yeah, no, no. There was a... Okay, Tommy Wiseau and Greg Sestero did a follow-up movie. They didn't direct or write it. Uh, and it was called Sestero Best Fiends. It. Oh, okay. Or, yeah, but, but yeah. there was a... There's there was a an R parentheses on yeah. the R, yeah. Yeah, it they, says that Greg Sestero wrote both of them. The two... Oh, I'm sure did. that's a sign of quality. Well, yeah. I have Best not seen those, author. but my brother did go see them, and he said they sucked and I were not worth watching. One. I saw the first one, and I was not interested in watching the second one. They're just boring. It was just boring. Unlike Space Cop, that had had us thrilled from beginning to end, right, Lorez? <laughs> no, I listen. I did enjoy Mike in this movie. He's the only one I I don't really get sick of. No, I actually, you know what? Rich Evans never wears out his welcome on uh, their programs anyway. But Jay, I don't, I don't know. There's just something about Jay I, I'm, I've grown to dislike over the years. The problem with Jay is that he takes like cinematography and filmmaking so seriously and he you know, thinks about it academically. But then he is the director and cinematographer <laughs> of Space Cop. Yeah. Like it. I know nothing about this shit. You guys have made real movies. I make fucking YouTube videos. I don't know how to frame a shot to make it look all fancy and nice, you know, Spielbergian. But even I can tell this shit was ugly. Like, I don't know what I'm looking at. I feel like it, it is just a YouTube video being filmed. All of the walls of their sets are just made of fucking styrofoam, and I can tell by looking at it. Uh, it doesn't look like a film. So I, I think that there's a danger in being a film expert on YouTube, right? And then going, well, I'm not, now I'm going to release my own film. Because if that sucks, then all of a sudden you're going to have like a little asterisk next to all of your opinions about movies from that point forward. Uh, and with Jay, he speaks very matter-of-factly about so many big blockbuster movies. I know a lot of people were off-put by his Joker review back in 2019. He wasn't Same thing happened Joker. to Ralph. Yeah, that's right. Joker was yeah. really see these these two episodes go very well together. Joker was the turning point for a lot of people on both of these guys. <laughs> I'm not. It I'm was not, the fil it was the ultimate filter. Yeah, I think yeah, so. pleb filter. Yeah. I'm not really looking forward to whatever next YouTube movie we're doing because I don't think there's a a lot of goodness that could we could pick up from. Whatever I, I thought we're gonna do the the one about the Tyler guy. The, the yeah, the Tyler Oakley. One. Tyler Oakley. What is Tyler Oakley's movie? It's a documentary about him growing up or something. It's I don't about know. Cool. Him being Sounds gay great. Yeah. What is, yep, did he direct it? No. Okay. Then no. If he all right, listen. If a YouTuber is the 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 star, that's one thing. It has to be their movie. It has to be what they've helmed. Yeah, because otherwise, what I have to watch like a fucking Logan Paul movie? No, <laughs> no unless no, they no, no, wrote no. and directed it, I don't give a fucking shit. Like AVGN, he did it. All those nostalgia critic movies, he did it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not watching something that just stars a YouTuber. But no anyways, way. let's get let's get back to what you were saying, Lorez, before we uh, went off topic. Yeah, what was he About saying? Joker. 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 Are you looking forward to Joker Folly Ado? I don't know. You don't know yet. Yeah. You like the Batman. You should be thrilled about Joker Folly Ado. I don't know. You're not sold I, I, on the like, musical aspect? You know, I, I just think Joker worked better as one movie. I agree. Just the idea of a sequel, I'm just like, it's going to have to wow me. I, I, I'm hey, not... they said that about The Hangover, and then Todd Phillips proved <laughs> us all wrong with The Hangover 2. Well, part three was obviously the best Hangover. Yeah, they keep right? getting better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm on the record on this program saying many, many months before they announced Joker 2, if you're going to do Joker 2 as a movie, it should be a musical. You got to have it as a musical. And then that fucking happened. So I'm going to take full credit for that, good or bad. If it turns out to be a real stinker, that's, that's on me. That's my bad. Uh, but I think it's a good direction. I think it's a very good direction to do something completely different. I want, to, I want it to be a really good movie. But um, with sequels, I'm just always kind of apprehensive. Uh, you know, I'm always un unsure, especially with a movie like Joker that I felt like was a good insulated story. And I just hope that it's a movie where, you know, they have a reason to make a sequel and it's not like they just want to cash in on the fact that Joker made over a billion dollars. I think it's honestly, I think it's just the latter. I think they want more money and they got Lady Gaga's name and listen, it was going to happen regardless. And you could do, uh, you know, they could either like merge that Joker universe with the Robert Pattinson one somehow, even though they got Barry Keoghan, who even wants that guy. Um, I think this is a cash grab and at best case scenario, 
There is no Joker 3. This bombs and it's kind of like an interesting failure. Like a lot That's of Warner Brothers movies. That's the best case scenario? Yes. It's not the movie being good? No, I don't think... Listen, I think it'll be good in a different way, but it ain't going to be as good as Joker. So the best you're going to get is it's going to be an interesting failure. But what and, if Lady Gaga sings a Bad Romance, you know, during a sex scene with Joker? Then that would make it good. Like That'd be hot movie. because it would be sex happening if she was singing yeah. to you. Do you we want to like see the Joker having sex? I don't, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> is the Joker's what penis if they're, What white? if they're both in clown makeup while having sex? <laughs> that's what I want. I want to, I want to see that clussy. <laughs> I feel like Arthur Fleck has to remain a virgin with rage, otherwise it's not the character we were introduced to, really. Like this is a character arc I don't want to see. Right, that would be mm. alienating the primary audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like who am I supposed to relate to now? Joker's getting in- laid? All the incels have to get girlfriends before watching Joker 2. Mm. Yeah, they thought there would be violence after Joker 1, but if in Joker 2 if he gets laid, there are going to be riots in the streets. You thought there were riots after George Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> you were afraid yeah. of uh, movie theater shootings with Joker 1? Wait until they find out that he had sex. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, to, to my point, though, like French Connection has a sequel. There's plenty of great movies from the 70s with sequels that just nobody thinks about or remembers. Terms of Endearment has a sequel. Exorcist 2. The Exorcist 2, The Heretic. I think that's the, the shining example of like taking a movie that was perfect and had the perfect tone and then disregarding all of that and using the sum of whatever remaining parts to build something fantastical and different and uh making kind of a piece of shit but it's entertaining in a way yeah and the omen has sequels as well uh yeah a lot of those movies got sequels that just nobody even talks about anymore yeah we can only hope space cop 2 is one of those sequels one of those amazing fantastic sequels isn't mike and rich doing like an adult swim show now uh, i don't mike think was, so mike got to do a voice smiling on friends. smiling friends yeah mm. yeah he was in smiling friends but so is james rolf but james rolf was only in it for like half a second damn he blows every opportunity he gets offered james rolf adam wingard wanted him in so many of his movies vhs2 kong vs godzilla james goes I, I got to take care of my wife and daughter. I can't. I can't leave. Where is he from? New Jersey. I can't leave New Jersey for four days. Wait. And and then he just posted a video paycheck. of him climbing a mountain, and then he's like crying in the video, like I miss my kids. <laughs> I guess hey, he can't leave guys, home. Hey guys, we're gonna have to end this podcast right now. It's a uh, 5:40 p.m. It's 5:40 p.m. I gotta go. <laughs> I don't I already guys... unfollowed you, dude. You don't have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys know the 5.40 p.m. meme. Oh, no. Uh, no. When he was doing streams with Mike, he'd be streaming. He'd be like, oh, it's 5.40 p.m. We got to I got to go. <laughs> he <was laughs> He's got to get home all... to his wife. I get... got to go upstairs, I guess, because I, th- I think the studio. Because Mike Matai lives in his basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, along with Inspector Gadget. I'm looking for, uh, see if I can find YouTuber-directed movies, but everyone's just in them. I didn't know Alex well, I don't even think the Smosh movie. Did That's James Rolfe direct AVGN the movie, or did yeah. he just write it and produce it? He directed, he directed it. Okay. Yeah, he directed it, uh, and I believe that he thought that that movie was going to be his big break in Hollywood. Um, and AVGN the movie suffers the same problem as Space Cop, uh, which is that they integrate their YouTuber personas way too much into the movies, uh, in which case it causes the, the the films to feel more like very long YouTube videos than like actual movies. And basically filled to the brim with inside jokes to the point where uh, I would feel bad if I wanted to show this movie to somebody who doesn't know who these people yeah. are. And I think the only redeeming quality of the film is that I'm already a fan of these people. If I just stumbled across this movie, having no clue what Red Letter Media is, I would not finish it. It's hard yeah. to finish when these are my favorite YouTubers <laughs> of all time. Yeah. But I'll still say it's better than fucking Lover. I don't know what the hell you're <laughs> yeah, saying. It's definitely better than Lover. It took less time. That's why. I, listen. Well, but, but Rich, yeah. Rich and Mike do have like way more charisma. They do. Any scene with the two of them just like in the car talking uh, is fine by me. I'll watch those all day. Well, so they got adults to act in the movie, not 
people. <laughs> those were all adults. They were all legal age. There was the memorable quote, why do you have two bathrooms? I've been thinking about that ever since we recorded that show. Why does he have two bathrooms? Why do you have two bathrooms? And then that's like the end of the scene. <laughs> See, Lover is a uh, an intellectually superior film. Physi well, well, yes, it's just a very intelligent, high IQ piece of art. Look, let's just say, let's just say this, okay? Lover is Criterion, while Space Cop is Arrow Video. Lover yeah. is A24, <laughs> Space Cop is uh, straight to Netflix. Have you rewatched it, Lores? Have I rewatched Lover? Yeah. No, I can't rewatch Lover. It expired after. Yeah. I couldn't just one, two, three movies it. No one uploaded it to one, two, three movies. <laughs> it's not even worth stealing. Yeah. The you know, there's plenty of movies out there, not just Lover, but there's plenty of good movies out there that are incredibly hard to find. And when people are like, oh, just torrent it, there's no one seeding these yeah, exactly. movies or they're or the torrents aren't even available. I think if we're going to at least give Space Space Cop a little more uh, uh, due on this podcast, maybe each of us could uh, maybe bring up a memorable scene for us to briefly dissect just in case anybody hasn't seen it and they want to know more specifically uh, what we're complaining about well before we get to that i think we haven't even talked about what the plot of space cop is <laughs> well i gave this <laughs> synopsis, gave which summary, really covers yeah. the whole thing yeah it, well, a, a very a very brief synopsis but I'll, I'll just i guess add on to it where space cop is this reckless cop who basically every time that he encounters people he essentially just causes the deaths and <laughs> of thousands of people i mean it literally opens up with him causing an entire mine uh to get blown up killing thousands of workers and so well, i'm pretty sure jack packard said space cop you've killed millions of people and he says you're welcome yeah and uh so he's just like a complete psychopath idiot but sometimes <laughs> he's not an idiot and sometimes he is that's another thing with him but anyways yeah i think mike uh, went to like the family guy school of writing where the character behaves in whatever way makes the scene funnier <laughs> and yeah. it's not an actual character yeah exactly so then so then what happens is that he gets made into a patrol cop basically like somebody to give speeding tickets because he just causes way too much havoc when he's a real cop and uh he finds this one car speeding through space he follows it. It sends him back. Do we need to get into the minutia this much of the plot? <laughs> no, but it's like he goes back to 2007, and now he's like, and so now the film finds him working in 2015, eight years later, as like a beat cop in Milwaukee. But he still um, has his flying cop car and stuff. He so he's utilizing car. weapons of the future to completely <laughs> yeah. obliterate criminals of the present. Uh, I like when there's a hostage situation uh, at this like white trash couple's house and the guy's holding you know his baby and there's okay. a boiling pot of water and a space cop shoots the guy in the head and the guy like perfectly drops the baby yeah. into the boiling pot of water. I like yeah. that on paper, but they just did not execute it very well. That's what yeah. inspired the American sniper use of a baby, too. The baby doll is the same. <laughs> that's same right. Thing. Well, I did. Okay. So yeah, that, that, that's another that thing. Seems... Sorry to interrupt you, Kino, but on the baby doll, it's obviously a toy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, so are we supposed to take the movie seriously? Like when they're putting fake, like horribly fake props prominently on screen? Like, is it, is it supposed to be a joke? It would have been Because then funnier. I can't take the movie seriously. It would have been funnier if it was a real baby, and then during that scene, it was a doll. Sure. Like, yeah. Or if that just would... boiled the real baby. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but that scene did sacrifice like for a... space cup. Yeah. That scene did give, uh, to did give rise to what I thought was one of space cops' better lines, like where he's being chastised by the cops about killing everybody in the house, and he goes, "Just so you know, no, I didn't kill the baby. The boiling water did." Like <laughs> I liked that line. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, this guy, there's these people who are frozen in time or whatever. And uh, during this shootout, all these people come out from the past. And one of them is a detective from the past, played by Mike Ciclasa. He then uh, becomes Space Cop's partner. And as we said, they, you know, become this buddy cop uh, duo. And they're dealing with these aliens who are um, on Earth 
who are building this machine to basically destroy Earth. And they're being led by this brain in a jar, voiced by Mike, I believe, right? Um, he voiced him. He also voiced a couple of aliens, I think, or at least one yeah. of them. And uh, and it's like a human guy that I guess hates humanity and he wants to destroy the human race. And he's working with these aliens from the future who are trying to destroy Earth in 2015 or something. And so um, now that you've read off the whole Wikipedia plot, uh, what are you building up to, Kino? I'm just I'm just building up to. Uh, I mean, if, if they wanted to know every part of the plot, they could watch it. <laughs> Do you think they're going to watch it? <laughs> I, mean, I hope not. After do. what Lowrez so. said about it. Listen, if we suffer, they should suffer as well. I think yeah. everyone uh, should do themselves a service and treat themselves to a double feature of Gorilla Interrupted and Space Cop. Yeah, Gorilla Interrupted is an unironic piece of entertain, like uh, unironically entertaining. Whereas this one is just slow and painful. How I long hope- is that one? It's it's barely a feature, like sixty five minutes probably. I found the trailer right here. Uh, okay, let's take a look at this. I hope that everyone that's watching this goes to one to three movies and watches Space Cop <laughs> like I did. Uh, can we also look at the DVD cover art after we're done watching this yep. trailer? Because I can wow, just see Rich in the Evans looks there. so different. Yeah, this I is like when they the were all like hair. twenty. I can't hear it. No, yeah, I can't Hans, hear you it. need to oh. adjust the volume here. Can you hear it now? Nope. Nope. One second. One second. Hans. On that log in the forest. Oh, here Management we go. disorder. I think you're a big asshole. Listen, you little punk. A real big asshole. <laughs> when you stubbed your toe on that log in the forest, wow. you became the very image of Lucifer himself. That's so stupid. Now that's a real movie. It's definitely a more, more likable Rich Evans, so I can see why. A gorilla when you get mad. What is this? A fucking joke? Yes. Why do they gotta be so predictable? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I call it a battle. Like that, we can blast the shit out of this whole fucking planet. Oh my god, there's a fucking lamp on my head! What? Can we talk about the aliens, or the man beast, or the laser? Definitely don't talk about the laser. Someone kind of took the battle pack from us. Silence! Well, that was a lot more charming than anything in Space Cop. Holy shit! Monkey Man's gonna fight Satan! You know what this reminds me of? Hans, if you want to just type in real quick, Freddy vs. the Ghostbusters trailer. This reminds me of a Ghostbusters fan film that had James Rolfe in it from like 15 years ago. No, that's it. That's it. Yeah, I don't even think it's around anymore. <laughs> Rats. Well, what's it interesting kinda... about, if we're going to no, compare... No, I was going to say that it also kind of reminded me of uh, the the feeling of it kind of reminded me of uh, I Was a Teenage Zombie, if any of you have seen that one. I haven't, but to compare that to Space Cop, uh, and I know all the behind the scenes on both movies, the fact that Gorilla Interrupted, they wrote the script in like a day, they filmed the entire movie in a week, they did it for free, like no budget, and then Space Cop, they spent like eight years on it with hundreds of thousands of dollars from their fans they really tried to make it good the fact that gorilla interrupted is so much better when they were basically just flying by the seat of their pants i think it says a lot about just how good movies get made like they seemed very passionate about it back then and this new thing uh, space cop it's almost like they were trying so hard that they couldn't be authentic with their creativity and passion. And they like, oh, well, we're making a, a movie movie now. And we're going to sell this on Blu-ray. And, and they tried so hard that all the charm is gone. Um, I don't know. All the, like, the cheapness of it only works in the former, not so much in the latter, I think. Mm. 
Yeah. And I, I haven't seen this movie, obviously, but I think you can get the vibe of that just based off the trailer alone, that there's at least some sort of momentum with that gorilla interrupted movie as opposed to Space Cop, which is just a very lethargic film. Um, Hans, you want to pull up uh, the DVD art for, for Gorilla Interrupted. I want to see this. I want to see the total package that they were offering for this movie. And I do have it a, a digitally on my computer. I could just Google Drive it to you if you really want to watch it. Yeah, I would be... Honestly, I'm, I'm up to watch it, yes. especially if it's only 65 minutes. Uh, they all look so different. They've been online for so goddamn long. They've all gotten fat, old and fat. <laughs> Mike used to be so handsome, too. That's so sad. Oh, wow, that's a tiny image. What is this? I think yeah, that's there's just probably a... not much HD, uh, many images of the artwork, I don't think. Uh... Well, for a movie that was shot probably, what, in like the late 90s or early aughts? Uh, it was a, really... a little bit after Phantom Menace came out, I think. Okay. Orange Cow Home Video, was that before Vivida Media? It might yeah. be. I guess so. That's probably just some dad's LLC. Do you guys know the, the famous drama between them and this safari character uh, named Garrett Gilchrist? No, I don't know anything I've about heard, that guy. I, I, I've heard of... I think I read some 4chan uh, post about the drama years ago, but uh, refresh us. Well, so they before they started filming this movie, they had never met before. Like they were just friends online, and they would send you know little tapes to each other. And they decided, hey, instead of meeting up for a week and hanging out and getting to know each other, why don't we meet up and have a very stressful movie shoot? <laughs> and I guess this guy did not vibe with the other three as much. Um, he's kind of like the kino corner of the group. Like nobody really wants to hang out with him. It's just because he's so charmingly handsome that they. And Kino's, you frozen. Was, yeah. Yeah, he was frozen. I was like, wow, he's fuming with rage. It's just, uh, yeah, it's now saying that my internet connection is unstable. Oh, good. I, I've missed, You're very... I missed it. Uh, well, basically, he, he did not vibe with the rest of them. They found him very annoying. He showed up on set with like 120 scripted pages, even though Mike said he was the one writing the movie. So uh, there's a lot of like behind the scenes uh, details of that guy just being an annoying you know, guy. Is the this guy here? This guy? The, the guy who's dressed as a safari man. Yep. <laughs> yeah. He looks annoying. He, yeah. In a different uh, lifetime, he could have been part of Red Letter Media, but he had his one chance and he blew it. I wonder what he's up to now. Yeah, he could have been one of the goats. Mm -hmm. He would definitely be up there with Jack and Josh. God. Was, uh, that, Hans. Was, was Jack in the movie? Was that the blue bald guy at the beginning? Uh, yeah, yeah. Jack Packard plays a few different people in the movie, I think. I, but I Hans, um, I don't know how long we're going to go on this. Probably not too much longer. Um, but are there any scenes that we haven't talked about yet that uh, stick out in your mind that you wanted to bring up? Uh, the strip club scene was... was oh, good. I was going to say that. The strip was yeah. good or was cringe? It. It, it was... I, I hate it when they try to do strip clubs in these fucking cheap YouTuber movies because you're not going to have any nudity. You know, it's very awkward on set. Like these fucking, you know, dweeb YouTubers have to find like hot women and convince them to dance sexually in their film when they've probably never danced on a stripper pole in their lives. Yeah. Uh, I say that Milwaukee doesn't have hot women. I, I think they probably did the best that they could, but I just knowing how like Mike and Jay and Rich are in real life. I don't know if I feel comfortable with them directing women they probably don't know to like be strippers in their movie. Well, you no, think there was a you... casting call for yeah. the strippers in the movie? Look, I don't know how they did it. What it's I'm just people's sisters and cousins. The strip club scene paled in comparison to uh, strip clubs in The Sopranos. Okay, you just get the strip clubs in The Sopranos. You know, you watch that and you're like, okay, this is a strip club, and then you go to Space Cop. And uh, you get fully clothed. Yeah, the then... girl, long sleeve shirt. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then yeah. You ever seen a stripper a in a t-shirt and jeans before? Mike says, uh, "What is it? I thought I smelled something fishy, and it wasn't your lady clam." That was funny. <laughs> that made me laugh. Uh, and when they're getting, like, when they're introducing the scene at the strip club, and they're showing all the typical B-roll, you see, like, the guy, you know, throwing all the dollar bills. But for what? All of the women are wearing clothes. What are you fucking paying her for? 
You got a pair to stand there in her shorts? The he's also nowhere close to her. Shirt. He's nowhere close to her because probably not allowed to get close to her. So he's just like <laughs> making it rain like yeah, five feet away. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't like it when they do strip club scenes in these things. Well, and then that's also when we get another one of these scenes where Space Cop acts both like more intelligent than he is and also less intelligent. Or like he, 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 where he goes back to get the lap dance from the one stripper who's actually the alien. Mm -hmm. And she brings up some metal alloy that like gets invented supposedly 25 years from then. He goes, how do you know about that? That's invented 25 years from now. And it's like, oh, okay. So he's paying attention to all of this. And then she's like, oh, she just makes up some like stupid excuse. And then he just goes back to being stupid space cop. You know? Um, You're saying this is an inconsistent movie? <laughs> it's a poorly written, a poorly uh, actualized dimensional character, maybe. I just think that the movie would have been a lot better had the strip club scene been a bit more realistic. Just okay. Watch the titties. <laughs> <laughs> just give us some titties and then I'll suffer through the rest. Just... I think something that felt very out of place with this movie, maybe this is just a nitpick because I, I just really didn't enjoy Space Cop, uh, is him going down the. It felt more like a half in the bag bit or something when he's talking to Patton Oswalt and going down the list of early 2000s catchphrases oh yeah to a fault just like it, it keeps going on and on uh he starts with like was up no, and then starts the quoting one. borat the first one was oh fuck what's the first let me let me pull it up he's an ass <laughs> yeah let's just watch it why don't we just watch the whole movie on this episode <laughs> I think the Patton Oswald scene is especially painful because I yeah. uh, I can't separate the art from the artist and I have a, an actual disdain for that man as a human. So the, And they're like, oh, they're so excited. This is the closest thing to celebrity in our movie. Let's stretch the Patton scene. Every single second of footage we have of him, we have to put it in the film. Yeah. And I, I'm pretty sure Patton has as much dialogue in his one scene than Space Cop does in the whole movie. Like Patton is just like vamping a lot. He's saying a lot. Yeah. Mm. And it's so obvious they just put him in front of a green screen somewhere and they might not have even filmed him in person. No, I, I got the vibe. He probably did that in LA or wherever uh, he's Mike based flew out, out to him and they were at like the college humor studio and they did it in like 10 minutes. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. Can't separate the art from the killer. Cause he's a killer comic, right? He kills. <laughs> Cause he kills his wife. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> Are we going to watch that scene? Are we watching the clip? Oh, yeah, up? yeah, yeah. Hold on. Let me pull it up. I completely forgot. Uh, because it is like five minutes. It's like the... Yeah, I don't know how much of it we can watch without a falling asleep, but we can give <laughs> yeah, people so... a little taste of the pain. Don't even worry about copyright. Just worry about us falling asleep on right. the podcast. <laughs> well, then the whole movie will play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, let's take a look at this thing. Can you hear me now? That's the transition. Can you hear me now? Is the first space cop? Space cop, can you hear me? It's me, the chief of the space police. Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> oh man, that never gets old. That never gets old. <laughs> So, now that we can hear each other... What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? God, he's so oh. disgusting looking. Did you see that neck? Ed <laughs> Oswald sucks. Jokes still play even in 2058. That's right, Chief. So, is this about that moon thing? Uh, yes, yes, it is about okay, moon so, thing. Yeah. You're a loose cannon. The catchphrase. Face frankly, every assignment you go out on results in multiple. Okay, I think that's enough. I think. Yeah, we're, we're good. They got the gist of it. Definitely <laughs> enough. Yeah. Uh, and the way that scene ends, in case you guys don't believe us, it does end 
with them just standing there staring at each other for two minutes. Yeah. For yep. two minutes. Like not, Space Cop doesn't say a word. I feel like they shot 55 minutes worth of movie and just decided we have to pad out every single scene in this film if we can in order to make it feature length. Which is why it has the illusion of feeling much longer than it actually is. I, I felt... No, I'm not going to say that. I was going to say that the AVGN movie went by faster than this, but no, that's definitely not true. That's like a legit two-hour and 20-minute film. Uh, but this was pretty rough going. So, I don't know. I, I like these guys infinitely more. I'm not even familiar with Ralph. But, um, yeah, no, I do prefer, genuinely, I prefer Lover to Space Cop. I mean, that's a rough one for me. I'm going to have to probably side of the monkey on that. I still prefer Space Cop to Lover. Yeah, yeah, there's really nothing about Lover that I enjoyed. <laughs> Even the yeah, Space Cop has a few good jokes. Yeah, yeah it's got cool miniatures. Few... It's got cool sets. A couple of them. Yeah, it actually has like built sets. That's not it... listen. That's not to say that I don't appreciate factors of Space Cop more than Lover. I think there's so much more artistry in Space Cop, knowing that they built those sets themselves and they did uh, a lot of the practical effects and understanding how all that went, but. As a movie, refresh uh, my memory because I can't remember if you said anything positive about Lover before. I did what not, your, but okay. the What's your listen, favorite part about that movie. I listen. I'm not saying that I like Lover. Just because I prefer a Lover to this movie doesn't mean I have a so high opinion of Lover. You paid twice to watch Lover. Uh, what did you enjoy? I only paid. I only paid. I paid to watch Space Cop. I only yeah. paid once to watch. Hans Space paid Cop. zero times for both. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we should go on way over an hour on Space Cops. So yeah. maybe we should, you know, give our final thoughts on the film. Uh, Kino, why don't you start that? As okay. the owner of Space Cop. As, as what are the special the, features? The proud owner. That, by the way. Uh, there's actually quite a few. So there's commentary track featuring Mike Staklasa, Jay, and Rich. Outtakes, deleted scenes, behind-the-scenes featurettes, isolated music and effects track. In case you want to make a YouTube video and use the same effects or music, I guess, that they have in the movie. I haven't done that yet. Uh, I, I backed up Space Cop on some one of my hard drives, so I guess maybe theoretically I could. Is there a but, booklet, um, or is it only one sheet inside? It uh, wasn't even that. Um, it was just oh, okay. typical, you know, like it... it it has the feeling like, you know, you look on the, the back, it you see this, and it has the feeling of being homemade. Mm. Um, it was sold on their Bandcamp. It was sold through Bandcamp, which, you know, means that they they were shipping these out by hand. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I didn't expect a, a one sheet or a booklet or anything on the inside. And honestly, like, the stuff that I got there was, was pretty cool, but I think you get that same stuff if you get the digital download on their their band camp um but anyways uh i mean what i think about space cop is i think that out of the other youtuber movies that i've seen at this point which is the uh the nostalgia critic critic movies um lover and the avgn movie this one i've enjoyed the most i would say out of all of them just because i like rich and mike and 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 Jay, even though Jay sucks in this, but like, I like those guys a lot. And I, you know, but I don't enjoy it. Like I'm watching a movie. I enjoy it. Like I'm watching an episode of half in the bag. Like I'm watching an extended skit of half in the bag. And I, I mean, I did fall asleep while watching it yesterday. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then I, and cause we were going to record this yesterday. I was like, Oh shit. I fell asleep while rewatching it. I'm going to have to like pick up from, 40 minutes in or something like that and then and finish it which i mean i was able to do it so uh it, it's it's not great but what i is yeah it, it's definitely not great it's not good but um i didn't think it was offensively bad i thought it was just cheesy youtuber movie and the problem the big problem is that they tied it to their youtube channel too much and it you know and made it feel more like a youtube video than a movie um and yeah it just doesn't feel like a movie i'd say that that's that's the biggest thing if they released this for free on their youtube channel and they had taken the bloat out 
to make it more YouTube friendly, like not releasing a hundred minute YouTube video, but making this 60 minutes long and releasing this on YouTube, I think people would have a much higher opinion of it than they do now. I completely agree. I think this is best viewed as like a supplement to their YouTube channel and not a real movie. I think there's probably a very enjoyable 45 minute version of this movie that can exist. Uh, maybe there needs to be like a fan edit or something, you know, how people chop up all those Star Wars movies. Uh, I think this would uh, significantly benefit from that because there is so much you can remove to make the pacing uh, far better than what it is. Uh, I would like to see them give making a scripted narrative another shot just because, again, they're very charismatic, talented guys. Uh, they're very funny. This just is not worth checking out. Yeah, I'll say this uh, yet again, as somebody who is as big of a fan of these people as you can be, this movie is so painful to finish. I think I've seen the beginning of the film six times and I've only made it to the end twice. Like most of the time I have to give up watching the film because it's just so boring in the middle. Uh, even if you're a diehard fan like me, I wouldn't even recommend watching it. I'd almost say avoid it so you can you can keep maybe a, a cleaner thought of these people in your mind. And I feel like maybe they they might feel the same way, uh, just based on some of their comments. I don't think they're especially proud of Space Cop. Like Ralph the movie maker giving himself a four and a half star letterbox, like that is <laughs> fucking disgusting. I don't think uh, Mike would do the same. I think Mike would say, yeah, that movie sucks. Uh, so at least they have a little bit of self-awareness about how shitty it is. Uh, I, uh, I thought it was very long and it dragged a lot. And even though I'm a fan and some of the jokes did make me laugh, I completely agree with the fact that if it was 40, 45 minutes, it'd be much better. I looked it up on eBay and it is $300 for a Blu-ray. Uh, so don't do that. Jesus <laughs> Go Christ. to one to three movies and watch it like I did. I'm going to have um, to sue my friend to get my copy back because he's had it for like six is, years now. This is now. gold, baby. This is pure gold. I got fucking gypped. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, since this is going uh, you know, on my channel, I would like to give uh, you guys all a chance to uh, plug your stuff, and then I'll, I'll plug mine too, I guess, if it's going also on the low-res channel, right? Yeah, this will definitely go up on there. Uh, I think a lot of people enjoyed our chat on, on Lover. Uh, yeah, why don't you guys head on over to my YouTube channel, Lower as Wonder Bread. Check out the trailer to Mass State Lottery, which is another YouTuber movie. Technically, we just dropped a second one. Uh, you will recognize the face of Buddy Duress if you're an A24 freak. Uh, and go go visit Hans's Twitter and yeah. do like a, a very specific search for racial slurs and all sorts of <laughs> damning comments. You'll find a lot. Yeah. Well, no, if I had my old, old account that was suspended before. Right, this is your fourth account yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, I've been pretty clean on this one. I don't think I even say... Very family-friendly. Yeah. Well, I only follow about 30 people on Twitter, and Hans probably gets half of my likes. So if you want to see <laughs> some good shit in your feed, go follow Hans. Yeah, H word name on Twitter. And besides, did you plug the Patreon? I wasn't paying attention. Uh, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash lower. No one's going to sign up for Patreon directly from... What's essentially like a guest spot. Trying, go go check out the to, YouTube channel. Trying to make something so I can quit my job. Uh, <laughs> so uh, go go there and watch our stuff, I guess. You're out of focus. And I guess uh, if we're going to plug uh, me and Kino, we have a podcast called Is It Kino on the Simeon Jimmy Treehouse channel. And, uh, I'm sometimes you know, on it. Yeah, <laughs> Florian's on it more than Kino these days. Uh, to yeah. everybody's a chagrin, but uh, we review movies every week on there. Kino, what's going on on your channel? Uh, right before we uh, started recording this podcast, I started putting on the finishing, finishing, finishing touches on my video on the Northman, and I actually have like two or three other videos on the back burner that I'm going to be. Hopefully, the video is as successful on your channel as the movie was in theaters. <laughs> yeah, this is more of a video that I wanted to make. That, like, uh, it's yeah, it's a video that I wanted to make. It's not a video that I necessarily was like am making for the algorithm. Cause I have a real job now, so I don't really have to worry As long about... as you keep that in mind so you don't get depressed when uh, your Northman video like struggles to get 2,000 views. No, I'm not I'm not really worried about that. I, as I said, I have a real job now. Uh, That's right. I do, I do the YouTube stuff. It's more for fun. Um, That's right. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And uh, But yeah, no, I'll, I'm finishing that tonight. I just have like 
basically I just got to put in the the Patreon uh, credits at the end now, uh, but it's it's done. What's it about? Do you want to spoil a little bit, or you want to keep it's it it's road? it's kind of me like taking a look at the themes of the Northmen, but also looking into the uh, historical accuracy and how it integrates a lot of different Norse myth and sagas and stuff like that. Hans, you love Northmen, right? That you said that was oh, your yeah. favorite movie of the year. Oh, I love that last scene when they're very obviously CGI and it's very obvious. What's oh no, Hans really is the Florian. Florian it. hated it too. <laughs> <laughs> It's actually me making that voice. I, if I could make voices, <laughs> I would do an impression right now, but I, I, I can't. Well, yeah, I swear, talking. one of these days soon, we're going to get Hans and Florian on the same podcast. <laughs> I'm dying to hear it. It should just be those two going back and forth and see if people can make out what's being said. <laughs> Hans is just evil Florian. <laughs> Florian's the evil version of something. Hans might be the good one. But I think that's it for this episode. Uh, does anybody have any final words? Uh, other than goodbye. <laughs> Hans, I'll, I'll let you close out the show if you want. You want to say something inspirational to the audience. Oh, yeah. yeah um... <laughs> that's a joke. Right there. <laughs> that was yeah. horrible. Uh, my camera's dead. Bob Kino, thank you for yet another program. That's been movies. That's been Is It Kino? Uh, thank you for listening. Bye, See everybody. <laughs>